Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Out of the gates and ready to go. The Monday edition of Hot Mike with Hudden Withrow. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Jam-packed, reacting to the weekend. Dan Dockich of Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. He will be with us in 20 minutes. A lot to discuss with the NBA playoffs, NFL draft, quarterback decisions, and maybe quarterback tampering between the commanders and the Colts. That's coming up with Dockage in 20 minutes. Josh Newberg of On3 and all things NIL and recruiting. He will join us in hour number two. We'll discuss the transfer portal, which is made up primarily of former Colorado football players <laughs> and Deion Sanders. Andrew Felty of Yeehaw Brewing will be in studios. We'll give a cheers to the Craft Brewers, comp- the conference that's in town. Massive amounts of people. Not as many as the Swifties brought in, Chad, over the weekend. Oh, but, no. Uh, Felty will be in with us in hour two. Plus, uh, Rich Rubin, who covers UFC, USC and the, the Trojans uh, basketball team. Bronny James officially is with USC, staying in L.A. for at least a year. Uh, playing college basketball. Chad, it is great to have you back. How it's was good New to York? be back, Hutton. New York was fun. Uh, my wife and I, two of the few people actually go to New York to sleep more mm. in a city that never sleeps. That's We did a lot of sleeping, um, which was nice <laughs> without <laughs> two little rest. kids at home. But, uh, you know, very active also. Saw the Lion King on Broadway. How was that? Did some very touristy type things. It was awesome. I was skeptical. There were other plays I would have rather have seen, but uh, my wife told me this is the one to go see. Did you want to go see Rent? Or and it was really well, good. There, well, there was one. Was there an argument? There was one with Oscar Isaac and um, <laughs> Rachel Brosnahan starring in it, two oh. actors I really like. Jessica Chastain is on Broadway. So I, we wow. could have gone and seen legitimate movie TV stars on stage close up, but the subject matter of those plays probably was not going to be as entertaining yeah. as the full and I mean production of Lion King, no with the music and everything else going into it. Can't help but go to something like that and think, there are so it's, many talented people in this world, and there's such a high concentration of them right here in an area like theater in New York City that the kid who plays young Simba, I'm thinking, where does this kid come from? And yeah, how, how is he this good? Him? Yeah. But I mean, even the, the little things on stage direction of not – Stepping in the right place when the stage is falling below him in different areas or jumping over a barrier backwards when they're doing a a play fight. All of these little things that I'm noticing and thinking, the amount of time it takes to drill this and rehearse it, to get this good at it, and just be naturally this talented – Blows my mind. And so don't, don't they do I was, it twice a day on the weekend or something? Well, uh, like the comedy yes. Circuit? So it's it's every night, and then on Saturday and Sunday, I think they have a matinee and a That's night crazy. show. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah, I, I've been on Broadway once to see a show. Loved it. So Something yeah. else that always gets Glad me in New York City is the spatial awareness of drivers when you get in the car and how they know they're not going to hit anyone when they're pulling around someone when the traffic is stopped and they move in between a car parked to the right, 
and the car in front of them, and you're thinking, we're about to clip this car. And you're getting tight. And they know exactly how much room <laughs> they have to get around it. Almost as impressive as the production of Lion King are those drivers. Chad, great to have you back. Uh, big it's thanks good to, be back. to uh, Charlie Arnault, who was in for Chad last Thursday and Friday. You, you basically just swapped cities. Yep. She flew in. You flew back to New York, and then she was back this weekend for UFC 288. So uh, uh, really appreciate all, all the help there from Charlie last week. Great to have Chad back. And uh, it'll be great to have Dockage back on the show in 20 minutes. Chad, I, I mentioned today on the Fox News Rundown for me, um, which we do mornings uh, across the the Fox News Radio Network. I am, for the first time in a long time, paying attention to the NBA playoffs, and not just you know on the outside looking in, but paying attention before three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And it's because it's for things that are happening on the court, or in this case, on the baseline, compared to questions and pressers and everything off the court that the NBA has been known for over the last decade plus. And I think another great example that the NBA is finally headed down a path where you can just be a sports fan and enjoy the game is with uh, Matt Ishbia, uh, that the owner of the Phoenix Suns, and uh, Jokic last night. Second quarter, if you haven't seen it, and by now I'm sure many have, the run-in where Jokic is trying to get the basketball away from a fan. And you have Ishbia, owner of the Suns, who takes a WWE-like flop um, on a, a brush of an elbow after he put his hand on the like back, the lower back of Jokic and, and falls back, selling it, gets the technical, and then you can see, you can see him say, we got one. Ishbia is looking at his friend saying, we got one. He's sitting next to Isaiah Thomas, who I don't even know if Isaiah stood up for this. But I think an example of the, them not making a massive deal about it, at least not yet, is a case in point to what they're getting right this postseason. Even the pressers were entertaining in the back and forth on, you know, Ishbia is a fan. He's sitting down there with the fans. He's considered a fan. And... Jokic admitted, he's like, yeah, I knew who he was, but he's a fan, not an owner in that, mo in that moment. He told, he told me he was elbowing the, the, the fan. The fan put the hand on me first, so I thought the, the, the league's supposed to protect us or whatever, so, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong, so we will see. Did you happen to know who the fan was? He's a fan of, he's no, 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 no. I know who he is, but he, he's a fan, isn't he? If uh, he is a fan, he's a Phoenix Suns owner. Sitting on the court and he's a fan, isn't he? Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's a so whoever it is and he's a fan. He cannot influence the game by holding the ball. Do, do you worry that this may lead to a fine or suspension or anything? Why? If the NBA official said that he thought you shoved him. Mm -hmm. So, but his hands on me, so I'm, they're not going to protect me. They're going to protect the fan. I mean, not, not me. Not me as a person. But I'm talking about as a player. Yeah. I mean, they can do whatever, of course. They don't care, but I think they're supposed to protect players. Were, were you surprised that he didn't just hand you the ball? I mean, that's what I expected maybe would happen. The fan would. Even if he didn't, I was, I was trying to rip the ball, and so he didn't let go. So he's influencing the game, I think. I think he's supposed to get kicked out if he's influencing the game. And so Ishbia is it, it, with a group of people there. There's another fan who had the basketball, and he's holding it up, not giving it to Jokic. He wants to get the play going again. And, uh, well, that was the, the first response from Jokic. Then there's Mike Malone, 
his head coach, who had this to say about the incident. I'm still not really sure what happened. I haven't seen a video of it. I think it's crazy that Nicola got technical foul in that situation. He's going to get the ball, and some, some fan is holding on to the ball like he wants to be a part of the game. Just give the ball up, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, they, they deemed Nicola doing something that was excessive, I guess, and they gave him the tech, but I still don't really understand it. Think the fans, the honor of the Suns made any difference? I don't give a I mean, it's, you know, it's, I really don't care. Drama, intrigue, you've got controversy, but then everything ends the controversy based on Matt Ishbia, who, you know, is glad that he helped get the Suns a technical foul in their favor but then tweeted out this response. Great win for the Suns last night. Amazing series so far. That should be and is the only story. Suspending or fining anyone over last night's incident would not be right. I have a lot of respect for Jokic and don't want to see anything like that. Excited for game five. Go Suns. And the Suns get a game back. They played very well. Their series is now 2-1 instead of 3-0. And you don't have a lot of commotion about what's right and what's wrong in terms of fine suspension and you have one of the owners the opposing owner in the series saying yeah that happened but let's move past it and i hope the league does and oh by the way Jokic had 53 points in this awesome. game yeah and devin booker also stunning performance in this game the two superstars are playing like superstars this is amazing and then a lot I, of series I love this they so are. much i love it so much that matt ishbia needs to come out with a shirt that just says some fan in, in Phoenix Suns colors and wear that just for the rest fan. of the series. Some fan, a fan, <laughs> just a fan, sell them to Phoenix Suns, become one with the fan base. Everyone wears the shirt that just says some fan on it. I, I love it a lot. Now, what Ishbia did, uh, this physical altercation that happened, this wasn't exactly the malice of the palace. No. The little shove that happened and him flopping backwards as he was touched. Um, now, I'd also think that, you know, if, if Jokic just barely, if you're standing up and not expecting it and he barely puts a hand on you, you might fall back. But it was the gesturing of the hands as he fell back. It was an epic Like flop. he was taking a charge was incredible. It's like playing soccer. I love this, though. <laughs> Charles Barkley goes off on it and says any other fan mm-hmm. that's not the owner, they're getting kicked out of the game. And there they're was a fan out who of was. The arena. There was a fan who was escorted I out. I agree with Charles Barkley. It's these little bits of controversy that's so much better than the huge bits of controversy around the league for years and years. These little moments within games are ones that we will always remember. I will remember the night I'm watching Reggie Miller put his hands around his own throat, yes, telling Spike Lee that you, you and your entire team and city are a bunch of chokers when the Indiana Pacers beat the New York Knicks. I'm going to remember this also with the owner of the Suns Mm -hmm. getting into it with the league MVP of the past two years, not this year, a guy who has 53 points against them and gives him a little love tap and knocks him over, and Ishby is right. This is good for the game. This little dust-up and moment is great for Ishbia in in endearing himself with that Suns fan base. I don't think it's going to hurt Jokic at all. No. This is all good, and the response has been good. I like that people take issue with it. I like that Charles Barkley points out that any other fan would have been ejected from the game. And I love the fact that Ishby is coming back hunting and saying, no fines, no suspension. That's how it should be. It's over. It's not a big deal. 
It's emotional. It's NBA playoff basketball. This is what it should be. This is the way it should be. I absolutely love it. And I've been enthralled with these playoffs. Speaking of flops, by the way, the worst flop came from James Harden in the game where they ended up calling the charge on Tatum. But he comes up grabbing his head. Yep. And he was hit, I, I think, in like the belly button. <laughs> and instead, he's grabbing his head like he was bleeding from the head when he lowered his shoulder on him. That was a flop. But here, so to me, the Denver Phoenix series so far, up until yesterday, had been a flop. Because when, when is the last time, Chad, we've talked about Jokic? It was when there was quote unquote controversy that he was going to win another MVP because he was white. That's really the last time yeah. he's been a, a topic. And he's now, based on this, being discussed. And uh, by the way, I think this is great for the league, having this. Um, same thing for Ishbia. Ishbia has endeared himself to the Phoenix Suns fan base. Whenever he bought the team, he has said, and he's, he, he's been very adamant, I am never going to sell this team. I will die as the owner of the Phoenix Suns. And then you have this on the sideline. Um, he is the, you know, he's this playoff version of Mark Cuban. He's right there where everyone can see him. And I know the other owners sit down, you know, courtside as well. But he's willing to just say, like, hey, in the heat of the moment, whatever. And we got one. We got the technical. But, yeah, no fine, no suspension for, by the way, one of the top players in the NBA against your team. He's not trying to champion the idea that he should be sitting out Game four. And I, I love that fact. I think it's great of Ishbia uh, for him to come out and say that. And hopefully that does stop any discussion of a possible suspension. I mean, if there's going to be more fine money, whatever, to Jokic. But suspending him for a playoff game. And by the way, the series all tied up at 2-2. Two, two, two plus and then Sixers, going to a game Celtics, five. 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. But the Suns doing this without Chris Paul. You know, winning these games, That's, really, really impressive. we got some good series going on. Uh, the Lakers have blown me away so far in this series, the way they've hot played. Hot and cold, though. And as good as they look, and th this has been sort of a series of hot and cold, it feels like with both teams. Golden so State good Is home, now though, the good Golden State team going to show up and win by 30? Um, is Steph going to drop, you know, 70? I'm in. in. I'm in. We say all this to open today's show. Because it is a national conversation. But Hutton, I think personally both of us were saying this because we're not NBA guys. We haven't been the last five to ten years. But more of yeah. this is a good thing. I'm a huge basketball fan. And when the basketball is good, I'm going to watch. But the more we're seeing with these types of controversies, these little mini fires that are erupting yeah. around the league, these are the types of controversies that help your sport. That's going to help grow the game. It's going to help get more eyeballs to NBA playoff games. And that's what we're seeing so far. And Fantastic. But we're also seeing personality from the players and owners without having to learn the personality through some grandstanding soapbox social media issue. Right? Yeah. That's the other part uh, and point to make for me is, for the first time in a long time, I can't point to anything that says, you know what, the NBA sucks right now. Now, the regular season still does, and they've got to figure this out. But the teams involved in this postseason, uh, great job. And I realize like the Lakers, Warriors have gone back and forth in blowouts. But I, I think by and large, this is a huge win for the NBA. They need to keep this up, and hopefully they're smart enough to do so. Speaking of personalities coming to the forefront, 
two guys I want to illustrate that are longtime veteran players in the league that just really blow my mind with how good they are, but also with their personalities. Al Horford with the Celtics and P.J. Tucker. Yes. uh, Now with Philly. P.J. Tucker, who's not one of the biggest guys in the court, muscles his way in to get an offensive rebound down three. You've got Tobias Harris, who's a really good player, nearly airball a shot. You've got Joel Embiid, the league MVP, can't do anything late in the game, and he's getting reluctant to do anything. P.J. Tucker just bulls his way in, gets an offensive rebound, put back and one, and then takes time to go and scream at Joel Embiid for not being more aggressive after he's about to tie the game late in the fourth quarter. I love that leadership. I love that dude. He stands for everything that's right in terms of playing the game the right way, understanding a role, finding it, playing it well, and leading a team. You don't have to be the leading scorer. To be a leader on a team, you play the way P.J. Tucker does, and you can do that. And Al Horford, another guy who blows my mind, this point in his career, how long he's been around, still being that productive, still showing that personality, Hutton, that you had mentioned, that you don't have to go on some social media tirade or some social justice crusade to show that type of personality. Shows it repeatedly with the Celtics. Blown away by those guys. Loved watching that Celtics-Sixers game yesterday. Yeah, I'm all in. Well, and just coming up on the schedule, uh, you've got games throughout the week that are compelling now because they're either tied 2-2 or the team's trying to get it back to 2-2 yep. as you catch up with uh, all of the, the playoffs and the winners advancing to the conference finals. Coming up, we'll get Dan Dockich's take on that, plus the tampering with a retired quarterback and what Ursay had to say in Indianapolis about Andrew Luck and the Washington Commanders. That's all straight ahead on Hot Mike. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hutton Withrow for Hot Mike across the Outkick Network. Chad, um, look, it's no secret that Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter is out of shape. We know that just based on the pro day. Um, Couldn't get through drills. The Eagles certainly knew that, and they drafted him at ninth overall. In fact, they told him, if you're there, you're not going to make it past us. And then he told the world that while he was in Kansas City. Um, but Sirianni is just straight up saying like, Hey, what's happening now and all the visits and you're going out to dinner every night with these teams. Okay. We know what type of player he is because we've seen the film at Georgia. And by the way, they've already signed him. He's already got the ninth overall type money. 24 million, I believe is or 21.8 million is his salary guaranteed for his rookie season and, and for his rookie contract. And he's saying he better show up. In shape. And he's battled weight issues. Carter has. But I'm also thinking from this angle. This is just another example of 
a Georgia player who many consider to be the, the top player in the draft, including me. I would have drafted him too, just like Philly did. When you're that good like Philly is, you can look the other way on the offseason and have him ready for the regular season. I am very intrigued, though, to see if Carter shows up motivated and ready to go or if it's more of the same now that they've already made sure that the contract's done and the offseason begins. Well, we said it on this show consistently. I I was more concerned with him being out of shape at his pro day than I was with the the racing deal. Right, right. And that wasn't to make light of the whole racing situation where people lost their lives, but in terms of ongoing investment in a prospect Mm -hmm. to be a great NFL player, the bigger red flag is showing up and not having the wind to get through drills at your pro day. That was a bigger concern to me. And here's Nick Sirianni saying, hey, they're acknowledging it. It's something that's got to change now with Jalen Carter. If he can play that well at Georgia, and like like Sirianni said, you can show that film and put it out there, the hope is he gets it together in the NFL and he'll be just fine. So in in the rookie class in general, he's Sirianni saying, quite frankly, none of these guys are in NFL shape yet. We're going to make sure they are. He said, I told them straight up things that I will, were obviously we went over the rules our team rules. And one of those team rules is be on time. And another one of those rules is be the weight you're supposed to be. And those are non-negotiable for me. And they know that. And we'll just keep the standard as we go. So to be determined, but the notice has been placed on the wall of the locker room for the rookie class. And it starts with Jalen Carter. Dan Dockett joins us, host of Don't At Me. Mornings right here across the Outkick Network. Dan, hope you're doing well. And, man, Chad and I were just discussing, we, we have really enjoyed the NBA playoffs to this point. And, I, I mean, I don't think we've ever hosted a show together where we said that to open a, a program for something we've been a part of for, you know, over a decade. You said it. You said it perfectly today, Jonathan, and thanks for having me. You know, we don't see LeBron James up there with, uh, you know, two pages into a Malcolm X book claiming that he's a Rhodes Scholar or a Mensa member or, We don't see all the social justice uh, stuff that the players – and by the way, there is going to be, and I don't think it'll be truthful, but I've talked to numerous NBA players and staff that are like, you wouldn't believe how ridiculous the bubble was, and there's going to be a 30 for 30 on it, but there's no chance ESPN Hmm. will say exactly how it went down because it was so idiotic. The stories you hear about James and others are so ridiculous. Give me an example. Give give me one example of that. um, the, the amount of booze, sneaking people in, arguments over, ra- just, just ridiculous stuff. Okay. I, I, um, I hesitate because, frankly, um, I don't know that many NBA players, so people may be able to figure it all out, so I'm kind of hesitant. Okay, but, okay, yeah, uh, I got you. But, yeah, just, no, I'm not done, actually. I'll give you a few. Sneaking women in and out, women jumping around. Uh, dude's fighting, literally brawling over social justice issues. Somebody said the wrong thing. The meeting that the NBA players had was so absurd, apparently. And watching Paul George march out with his nose firmly right in Paul uh, LeBron James's backside. Dudes were in the back going, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Chris Paul, to his credit, was trying to keep order, but the lunacy was incredible. But anyway, we don't have any of that. And, and Jonathan, you said it perfectly. Um, you said today we don't have it, and that makes it fun because the basketball is ridiculously good. It's it's really high end. These guys are fantastic, and you know what? I, I've enjoyed it. In fact, um, 
I'm all in must-see TV on uh, the Lakers and Golden State. I just, I just think it's that great. It's so good that I, I'm hesitant to prop it up anymore because I feel like at some point the league just can't help itself with what we've seen in right. recent years. But Matt Ishbia is a great example, owner of the Phoenix Suns, who tweeted out after last night by saying, hey, uh, it was an ama- it's been an amazing series. Can't wait for game five. And oh, by the way, no, there should not be a fine or a suspension for Jokic after last night. Let's move on and let's continue what's been a great series. Go Suns. I mean, this, even this is different in the, the tone and tenor of what we would have seen. And I know it's, it's a series that's tied 2-2, and I wonder if he'd be doing this if they were down 3-1. But you get my point here. I, I really like the fact that the opposing team's owner uh, against the best player and a two-time MVP over the last three years, he's saying, yeah, uh, he should be playing and he shouldn't have a fine headed his way at all. Well, a couple things with that. Congratulations to Ishbia. He's the first owner to ever get his team a point, I believe, in a game. So, hey, you know what? I mean, he contributed. Second thing, uh, I agree with you, although I do think that owners in today's NBA have to smooch the backside of every player or else it gets around that Ishbia isn't pro player, that kind of thing. So that's always in the, in the back of my mind. But I got to tell you, you know, I know a lot of people say I, – I do think Ishbia – acted in a manner like we don't have true leadership, whether it's political, we don't, you know, Trump or Biden, whoever you like, Hillary, they all act like clowns. His conduct was certainly below that of somebody owning an NBA team. But hey, look, he's a former player, wrong place, right time or right place, wrong time, however you want to put it. But he did get his team a point. He did get a foul on uh, Jokic. And you know what? Uh, It added to the fun for me of the series Because I never minded, you know, the 90s where the games were in the 90s, you know, 98, 94, 89, 90, you know, things like that. Because I like competition that has real angst to it. Like, we get enough WWE. We we get enough flopping. We get enough. But real angst, I, I, I really, really like. I hope that at some point somebody somewhere does something that makes LeBron James and Draymond Green maybe, you know, get into a tussle like Bird and Julius Irving back in the day. I just think that that adds to it. We, 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 we worry or we, we watch games. We love the rivalries. We love the angst. We love the competition. But we don't want to hear all the other crap, and they've delivered so far in the playoffs. And I also agree with one other thing you said, which is, We'll see, because the NBA cannot get out of its own damn way with stupid stuff to alienate. They are the Anheuser-Busch of sports. That Sixers-Celtic series now tied at two also. And James Harden, once again, Dan, one of those guys that when he gets going, he's must-watch. And he's got just enough old man in his game and has since his rookie year in the league that it's so enjoyable and a bit different to watch at times. That's what I was thinking yesterday, even before he hit the game-winning shot for Philly. You know, it's funny you say that because I've always disliked James Harden. I I always thought James Harden was a guy good enough to get you fired. He scores 40. He doesn't do anything tough in basketball. He he doesn't get back on defense. He doesn't play defense. Uh, He is a sieve on his own man and a terrible help defender, except in this series, the first game, last possession. You know what? Joe Mazzulla, the coach of the Celtics, knew this. 
he posted up Marcus Smart left block against James Harden. And I got to tell you, man, James Harden battled him, got the block or got the, got the turnover. And from that point on in this series, he's been, you know, James Worthy's nickname, Big Game James. I'll tell you something else. And this is what makes coaches insane. On the last shot that he hit uh, to put basically the game winner, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that Jalen Brown, with Embiid in the middle of the floor, helped off of James Harden. Look, the other corner was P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker's a terrific corner shooter, but I got to tell you, I got to help from P.J. Tucker. I'm not letting James Harden. If, if, if we're going to get beat, it ain't going to be by James Harden stepping into a three, given how he has played. And that is the – see this head of hair right here? There was hair before <laughs> I went into coaching and started learning these things, fellas. I'm telling you, a colossal mistake uh, by Jalen Brown. You don't leave the – look, Harden is rolling. He's making everything. He knows it. And if P.J. Tucker's going to make – hey, God bless you, man. You made it. But you can't leave Harden. What a mistake. So the Heat lead the series 2-1. to one. Dan, do they have what it takes to make it to an NBA Finals as an eight seed coming into these playoffs? I got to tell you, uh, hard to bet against them. They've already eliminated Giannis and got the damn coach fired. And now they're shutting down uh, New York like it's their job. I'll tell you this. When watching New York, and I understand the Heat are the eighth seed, but if I'm New York and I'm watching the Heat, the Heat have better players. Like, I get it, Brunson's really good, but he's not better than Jimmy Butler. Look, I get it, uh, Julius Randle is, I believe, still good enough to get you fired because he's about half crazy when things don't go his way. I look at the Knicks and I say, what a coaching job by Thibodeau. They're two teams that pretty much mirror each other, tough defensive teams, great culture, role players. You know, Duncan Robinson didn't get a chance to play much uh, really, since he signed his $92 million contract three years ago, all of a sudden, here goes Oladipo down, here goes Hero down, and he's been a terrific st- spot starter. But this is going to be decided by Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler shows like he's been showing. I think that he'd have the absolute opportunity. I don't know that I'm going to take them. I still think the Celtics are going to win and come out, but they can sure get to an Eastern Conference final, no question. I don't know about an NBA final, but... I ain't betting against Jimmy Butler. I, I'm just, I'm just not. I that dude is special. That dude is tough. That dude does whatever. He's one of those guys. This is what coaches say. Okay, how high does a guy jump? Uh, he jumps about as high as he needs to. How quick is he? Well, if he needs to get by the quickest guy, he can get by the quickest guy when he needs to. How fast is he? Well, let me put it to you this way. Ain't nobody going to outrun him when he needs to. Can he defend uh, the best player in all five of them when you ask him to? I mean, he's just one of those dudes, right? He's just, he's so great, so tough, so different than every other NBA guy and maybe every other college. I mean, this is a rodeo guy for crying out loud. This is a guy from a small town in Texas that grew up bucking Broncos and staying on real bulls, not those ones that you see, you know, in bars. I mean, this is a bad man, so I'm not betting against him. Butler's averaging let's just say 35 points per game in 38 minutes per game. I mean, he has been dominant. Yeah. Dan Donkich with us, host of Don't At Me across the Outkick Network here on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Okay, so Jim Irsay's comments about the Washington <coughs> Commanders and quarterback Andrew Luck. Take us behind the scenes there in Indianapolis and how this came about. And considering, and 
They did trade Carson Wentz to Washington last offseason. Was all this going on while they were negotiating the Wentz deal? Well, I was told it goes back about one year, so about right now, when uh, things were a little bit up in the air. The Colts were messing around with Matt Ryan. I don't, you know, Carson Wentz was going to Washington, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, Here's the deal. Jimmy Ursay, behind the scenes, has a Peyton Manning-like affection for Andrew Luck. People forget Andrew Luck made hundreds of millions, but he got a $22 million parting gift from Jimmy Ursay. And I asked Mr. Jimmy Ursay, I said, well, why'd you give it to him? He said, well, I just felt it was the right thing to do. I don't know. There's always a backstory, guys. I'm telling you, I've said it for years. Every time I've been involved in a story as a coach, player, uh, announcer, there's always a backstory. And I believe that the backstory to Jim Ursay back in October, if you remember, he was the first owner that spoke out about the possibility of Daniel Snyder losing his franchise. He said, we're going to look into it. This isn't what we stand for. If some of the things, and this is his quote that I have been hearing are true, then we need to take a serious look of him eliminating or being eliminated from owning a franchise. I think the backstory was he had heard about this tampering uh, before that. Thus, he's mad. Of course, Daniel Snyder's low-hanging fruit, right? Would he have done this if this was Jerry Jones? I don't really know. Daniel Snyder's easy to attack, particularly at this point. But what I've been told is that they knew about this for a while. Story just came out, so now they're responding to it. But here's the deal. All right, here's the deal. Jimmy Ursay just likes to screw around. And if he was really, I said this today, if he's really serious, all he's got to do is call a press conference, tell whoever, hey, look, this is going to be about Daniel Snyder, the commanders, and Andrew Luck. And every media outlet in the freaking NBA world would have been attuned to his press conference. I don't know. You know, with Ursay, you never, he may have just woke up, saw the story, and said, hey, man, I'm going to tweet it out. Because think about it. If Ursay had a press conference, given the popularity or the clicks that Daniel Snyder gets right now and Ursay gets and the NFL gets, he could have had a monster story. Instead, he tweets it out. So with Jimmy Ursay, man, all bets are off. Dan, as a Chicago Cubs fan, how happy does it make you that the Cardinals currently are 11-24 and and have you allowed yourself to buy into the possibility that they may actually just be really bad this year, even though they were a team expected to win the division. Yes, I'm buying into it because it's been years of the Cubs and me saying, why can't we be like the Cardinals? How come we can't bring up guys? So, you know what I mean? So, yeah. What about player development in the Cubs organization? Why can't we do it like the Cardinals do it? Yeah. Well, we just say, the Cardinals, every year they're good, man. Every year the Cubs, when they, ah, whatever, but... Look, uh, they got our guy who, who, who I think is a traitor, Wilson Contreras. You know, he is all-star catcher. Now they got him as a spot outfielder. They sent their number one prospect down because he was hitting 270. That's a mess, and I'm here for it, and I'll tell you something else. A friend of mine is one of the catchers for the Cubs, Tucker Barnhart, and Tucker told me in spring training, he goes, hey, Dan, I'm telling you, 
These veterans that we got, they're great dudes. They're serious about winning. And we have something that I think is going to surprise people. So what did I do, of course? Uh, I, I poo-pooed that because I'm a longtime Cub fan. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But end of the day, it seems to be true. But yeah, hey, screw you, St. Louis. Uh, I hope you keep <laughs> losing. I hope you get on three managers this year. To hell with you, Wilson Contreras, all of you. Dan, briefly, how much money did you lose on the Derby this weekend? <laughs> uh, $300. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not $300. Bad. That's a good weekend, uh, I would say. I sent you... I know. Yeah, I sent you guys uh, that thing, and my buddy Vince, who who's won me as much as $8,600, so I'm playing with house money. I did his thing on $300, and I swear to God, if there was just a little more track left, the 14 would have won the damn race, but ifs and buts, raises and nuts, uh-huh. all that kind of happy horse bleep. Dan, I would have bet what, what you sent, some of the information. I was in New York on a vacation with my wife. They don't allow betting on horse racing. Even though you can bet online in the state of New York, you cannot bet on horse racing. Well, So you could bet on other sports, but in New York you, online, you couldn't bet on horse it's racing. It's whatever sports book owns that Churchill Downs property. that You have to have that It's app. the only one you can do? Yeah. Like I tried to do it on draft. Twin teams. Spires. That's it. Mm. That's it. You can bet on Twin Spires. Yeah. yeah, you can go. You can go to Twin Spires. Twin Spires is yeah. Churchill Downs owns that thing. I was still able to bet uh, on other but, things hey, though, maybe. so that was it was fine. I still bet on everything else, so we're good. Chad still lost. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to come on here and tell you when I win. So I got to come on here and tell you I've been in a slump. I've been in a slump. In fact, I banned myself from any action yesterday on a Sunday. I'm I like, no, you're taking a day off. But I'm back, baby, and I'm refreshed, and i got to find some uh, college – or excuse me, i got to find some NBA that I like tonight. One thing I will say before – I know you guys got to go. Man, it's 24 and a half. If Anthony Davis doesn't show up tonight, I'm not going to be surprised if LeBron James doesn't punch him. Just because uh, of – I'm not sure why. I'm going to take Anthony Davis – over 24 and a half. Remember, he had 30, yep. came back with 11, yep. had a big game. I, he's got to play tonight. He's got to. Dan Dockich proclaims he's back, uh, and he will be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, for uh, Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Dan, oh, he's you're, getting, you're getting insider info and scoop on the Derby. Um, there is, you know, there, there are coaches that are handing out insider info at Alabama that's getting fired for, you know, helping a better. There's more to it. There is a baseball program when we come back where there's a baseball program that is eligible for the College World Series tournament. Let's put it that way. They're that good. And their state has just removed them from the ability to uh, accept bets. We're, we're diving into Ooh. that next. Great to see you, man. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. Woo! Dan, see you guys. Dan Thanks. Dockich uh, there. Don't at me with Dan Dockich, 9 a.m. Eastern. Chad, Bama and now Iowa. That's next on Hot Mike. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
We hope that if you are listening, watching, however you consume the show for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow, head over to the YouTube channel, search out OutKick, hit the subscription button, like, and share. Plus, you can join Chad in the chat, the live chat at OutKick on YouTube. Chad, so last week when you were out, the details emerged that Brad Bohannon, the former head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide baseball team, had been removed. He was fired. Uh, effective immediately for uh, it was obvious he was traced back to him on the phone with a former high school coach who was at Great American Ballpark uh, the irony that he was with the Reds and the Pete Rose connection to betting on baseball and everything connected back to the coach and there were no no trails to players well Action Network has a story that fresh off the uh, Alabama baseball betting scandal. This is from Darren Ravel. On Monday, the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission told Action Network it has launched an investigation into the University of Iowa's baseball team after players were suspended for the team series against Ohio State this past weekend. The email from Iowa's Gaming Commission came on the heels of the university announcing on Friday that it withheld, quote, some student-athletes, end quote, from its upcoming games due to a potential violation. Two Iowa athletic spokespeople did not respond when asked directly if it, if it pertained to gambling. And they're, they're looking into it because two of the four players who were suspended are regular starters. And this is an Iowa team that's 34-12. and 12. They've only lost to two teams all season with a sub-500 record. And at one point, they're in the top 25. They can certainly get back in the top 25, and they can contend to make a run for the College World Series. That's the backstory with them that's different than Alabama and different in this case because it's the players that the Iowa Gaming Commission is looking into, not the red flag of a certain bet. This is insider information, and it seems as though we're just scratching the surface in, as it pertains to college baseball, and I think it's easier to catch. Because on this app that I can hold up on my phone, I can only bet up to $500 on the money line. But if you go to a window and pay cash, you can bet more. And that's when things get flagged. There is an unspoken Hippocratic oath of all of sports of do no harm. And that is the understanding that when you're watching a sporting event, that the participants of that event are doing their best within reason, to win the game that's in front of them. And those are, the, those are the events we bet on. And if there's any compromise to that, those sports can go away. I'm not saying that every college baseball game is fixed or that every team is doing this, but we've got one program and now a second where things have been flagged because there's some impropriety at play in some way. I have long thought college baseball is such a subpar second-rate sport with a ton of games and a ton of players, a lot of which aren't even on scholarship, that how in the world do you even bet on the games? I understand you can only bet on the money line and nothing else, but I was amazed to see college baseball games on my online sports book that I go to. Amazed to see that. I think we're about to start seeing less of those games being available, quite frankly. If this becomes... Not one team, but two teams to three teams to four to five, or they start finding real well, irregularities with multiple programs. Chad, I think that college baseball will be limited even more 
in terms of how you bet on it. I brought I'm, – I'm looking at their, their weekend schedule to see what happened in these games. Um, they won the first two in dominant fashion over Ohio State. Iowa did. And then on Sunday lost 5-2 to two to Ohio State. With those I, suspended players, though, out. Correct. This weekend. Correct. Um, I brought By the, the way, Alabama, after firing their coach, took two of three from a top-five team over the weekend after struggling well, for a big part of the year. And, and, and in the game in question that we got Bohannon fired, Bama nearly came back and won that game. They were down 8-1 to LSU and lost 8-6 and had runners on with a chance to, with one hit, tie the game. I, keep this in mind for those that say, oh, it's not, it's not all across sports. It took the NBA two years to figure out that Tim Donaghy was fixing games on behalf of of a bookie two years and when you consider the the fact that you can send a text a phone call burner phone whatever and and trade information while it's not illegal to take insider information insider trading like it would be on the stock market if i get information and i know about it through you know the college that i'm a student manager or whatever it may be it's on the flip side of things that's where it really gets out of whack. And I think that's why we don't know the name of the high school coach. Because I don't know if he was doing anything that was technically illegal. But he just took information that he had and placed a bet on it. It was the way it was handed off to him. Right as they are making the pitching change, the head coach in Alabama is on the phone with the dude. And I believe this was the straw that broke it all because he had placed multiple bets against Alabama baseball and won a lot of money off of that. So I'm pretty sure they're finding some way where the coach is also getting paid by those bets, which is illegal. But he's also caught because he did it at the window and not on the app where he's capped on how much you can bet. Yep. That also produces the flag. The Kentucky Derby reaction next on Hot Mike.